0: Welcome to the Grace Church Conversations podcast, a weekly resource to help you apply Sunday to Monday. I'm Jared, and I'm Craig. Craig, I've got to tell you something. Uh, tell me. Okay. Well, first, I do have to ask, how are you?
1: Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing really well. That's good, man. Yeah. How's your week been? Uh, so far, it's early in the week. It is, uh, but it is good so far. It's Started off awesome. well with my church fam yeah, on Sunday, go. and yeah. uh, then so it's been good. It's great. Uh, three days
0: into the week. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Well, uh, do you know the band Skillet?
1: You know I know of them they're sure. like a rock christian yeah. kind of band from that maybe peaked 10 years ago or something. I don't know.
0: I mean, they're pretty or Are they still well peaking? Am, I, am
1: I, I insulting somebody's band? Uh, you might be.
0: I don't yeah. think you're insulting me because my perception of them has been they peaked in like 2000, you know, the early 2000s with yeah, all okay. of the youth group kids yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And now they're kind of on a downward trend. Apparently, they're not. They're still touring and doing very well and coming out with really great music. In fact, about two months ago, uh, you know, John Cooper, the singer, he. No, I didn't okay, know that, it wasn't, I'll it wasn't. trust you. No, uh, you know this Craig. Come on. What's his no, name? I, I don't know John. Say his name. I, I don't I know, know Singer.
1: singer. <laughs> 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 I, I know Skillet. I could not name a Skillet song. If the band Skillet walked in the room, I would not
0: know that. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Because you and I have talked with other people about like, I know other uh, bands, but uh, like I don't know. Carmen that. Uh yeah, I would yeah. know. If Carmen so walked funny. in the room. Okay, so I would I would, I would lump Skillet. They're they're a little bit behind D C talk, but it's totally like if you well, went to you're your gonna be group in the late nineties. Early okay, two thousands, you're gonna know. Okay. Oh, I thought you were saying something.
1: When you said they're just behind them, I thought you were ranking like- No, 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 no. I'm there's Carmen. In time. time. Oh, oh, in time. So DC Talk is like late
0: 90s. Okay. Uh, I'd say, you know, Skillet was kind of youth group music. I thought you were kind of ranking things in like- Never. The cheese factor Well, they're two different. I thought that's where you were going, but I don't want to- That is mean.
1: (laughs) I don't want to offend people in the body of Christ. And I thought that's where you were going. Yeah, it, okay,
0: well, all I was trying to say is I, I, you seem like a guy who's pretty in arrogant. touch with, yeah, okay, with yeah, church-associated music, uh, okay. and so I feel like Skilled's kind of there yeah, for the I, early I, 2000s. But yeah, okay. Anyways, regardless, about, I don't know, maybe it's longer than this, maybe six months ago, John Cooper, the singer for Skillet, he okay. comes out with a statement, kind of responding to a worship leader who had come out as an atheist. okay. And, uh, I was just really impressed with the statement. Sarah was really impressed with the statement and we're just like, this is, this is the skillet guy. Really? Okay. And so we looked it up. They have a new album. We really like it. It's really good. And okay. so I've kind of been turned back on to skillet after okay. like 10 years of not you turned the skillet back. Not, on, yeah. Turned, no, nothing it, was it, cooking for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, so I just noticed that John Cooper has a podcast called Cooper stuff. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Like, okay. I love it. I don't agree with everything he says, but he's just like a solid Christian guy. Oh, that's great. Who's just a real cool guy. I just, I don't know. I, I- enjoy it thoroughly and I love his kind of... Uh, his no nonsense kind of way of talking through cultural issues. And oh, great! Stuff. He's a funny okay. guy. So, all that's just to say, I recommend to. We, there's the point to this. Yeah, I recommend this podcast. It's called Cooper Stuff. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we should we should do that. We should recommend
1: various things. So,
0: yeah, I thought it was good. That's good. So, well, great,
1: man. Thanks for letting me know that. Yeah, I I thought you. I would I will really probably no offense, but I'll probably I don't I'll probably not go listen to any skillet music. You
0: know, that's kind of I've come to expect that of <laughs> all of my recommendations. You, you've
1: come to expect that you share something from your heart, this and I podcast disregard it.
0: Was really cool to me. Uh, Craig and, and doesn't I dis- care. No, no. This I, the Star podcast- Wars movie was really cool to me. Uh, Craig doesn't care. Point taken. That's true. <laughs> but
1: no, I'm not saying. I'm not saying the podcast. He may be. He may be the greatest guy in the world. Sure. I'm saying that I'm probably the music. But I. And I'm being ignorant. I can't name their songs. I just remember. I just classify. I classify. I mean, you should really be into Christian rock, but I sure. kind of classify it as, yeah. Yeah,
0: it is. Okay. It is. I, I would classify. That's a good question <laughs> We're not for saying you. it is what. No, no, no. I, I hear you. Okay. Then let me ask you this. What, who is like a band from today that you would say, I, I think they have a good sound. Not I be- like them. You
1: would not believe what I'm listening to right now.
0: What are you listening to right now?
1: Italian pop music. Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. I got into this at Christmas.
0: This is the weirdest turn yeah. of events. Oh, this is weird. <laughs> hey, if you
1: can bring up Skillet. So I can't tell you one lyric to a song because I don't speak Italian. But what happened was at the end of the year, everybody ranks their songs. Uh-huh. And so I use Apple Music. No offense to Spotify, but I've, I'm, I'm insulting really? all kinds of people. So I use Apple Music and not. I mean, I have really? Spotify. You like it more than Spotify? Yeah, I love Apple Music. Really? Yeah, I do. But I have Spotify. I mean, I use Spotify, but I don't have a paid. I only pay money to uh uh, Apple because they need it. They're yeah. hurt they're hurting. <laughs> and um so anyway, at the end of the year they have like the hundred most played songs yeah. for the year. And I was looking at so, you know, different you can listen to different genres. Well they mm-hmm. have different countries. So you can like find out uh, you know what were the top hundred songs listened to in Kenya? Mm. I don't know if that was one of the countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but so I'm going through. So I like a Latin feel or whatever. So I, I you know, and so I've heard plenty of um, music from like Mexico or something. That's you know, really interesting. That's okay. a just a phrase no, I've never listen, thought listen to we'd though. come at,
0: I like a Latin feel. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So uh,
1: anyway, <laughs> um, so I listen. I hit on Italian and. Yeah. I was like, wow, this music is great because I'm, here's what I appreciated about them. I listened to a number of countries, a number of countries just listen to the same stuff everybody's listening to here, yeah. but they had a lot of their own original artists. So I started listening to pop, dance, mm-hmm. uh, uh, hip hop, and I don't know any of the words, but the, <laughs> but the, but the feel
0: is great. So I'm sure you like know a few of the words well, like spaghetti, so. yeah, yeah, meatball, yeah. stuff like Man, you that. you are no, me, not yeah, meatball, yeah. it'd be a meatball, yeah, okay. something like that. Man. Is that is that offensive? I don't know.
1: I it, I think so. It's I a, take. I'm sorry. No, no. Well, I offended. I think Carmen or somebody. I was thinking more on. along the
0: lines of like Super I think Mario. Carmen is Italian.
1: He is Italian. Is he? Yeah, he wasn't on the top hundred songs of 2019. Ah. But- <laughs> Anyway, so just go and you. listen to, it and I, and uh, I'll, I'll play some. I just like the. Uh, I That's like it. interesting. Well, well produced. There's a lot of money involved. I think producing Italian music. So uh, I listened to uh, okay. listen to that.
0: Well, the only reason why I asked is because I'm I'm going to link you to one of Skillet's newer songs that I actually really like. Okay, send and just it to see me. What, just see what send you think. Send it to me. So, uh, anyways, well, I'll that send was, you to Italian pop music. You should. I would love to yeah, listen. Yeah. I, That'd be great. I mean, if it wasn't
1: illegal, I'd play some right now. But we uh, we honor copyright right law.
0: Yeah, there you go. Hey, honestly, I, I feel like that's a good like New Year suggestion is yeah. to whatever music service you use, whether it's Apple Music or Spotify or Pandora or yeah. whatever it is, they're probably going to have that top 100 list. Yeah. And the, and I know Spotify does something yeah, similar yeah, it where it shows different countries and stuff. You can listen to different countries. I, yeah. I mean, we're people of the world. Yeah, there brother. you go. <laughs> we are. We're international. That's right. I can't
1: limit my... Uh, my entertainment and my and the beauty of music, I can't limit mm. it to the U.S. It's so good. So, it's so you good. know, because you
0: don't limit the gospel to the I U.S. I don't. That's People right. in the
1: U.S., we're so American centric. We think that's we very, are everything. But listen to an Italian rap song and you'll find out they didn't create the genre, but that's good. Uh, and they're I, I don't think they created the genre I think it was sure. from the US but yes. uh, but they're they're doing it, or listen to uh, there you go. an Italian dance song you yeah know. it sounds it, good it'll, man. It'll, yeah yeah okay there you go
0: that's awesome alright well I really enjoyed where that took us it yeah. was meaningful and helpful none of that was and planned and it was, pretty obvious and now I want spaghetti yeah or you know what's really good yeah, man- manicotti <laughs> that's right I like manicotti do you oh it's good Um, All right, let's move on before I get distracted by Italian dishes. (laughs) All right, well, why don't we jump into our first question for the We um, had questions, yes, we had questions from Sunday. Yeah, so here is the, well, first of all, Sunday was church as family. We kind of talked about, you know, what does it look like to have brotherly love towards one another? Uh, How do we love one another as brothers and sisters in Christ and that the identity of church as a family fundamentally Mm -hmm. changes the way we interact with one another. Mm -hmm. You know, in the world, we interact with people that are like us or we're comfortable around, but we don't necessarily hang around people who are very different from us maybe. Mm -hmm. In the church, uh, we're a bunch of people that are cobbled together by just believing in Christ and trusting in Jesus and brought together as his, uh, as his church, and so, uh, yeah, great, great, uh, great message, man, and uh, very helpful, and uh, yeah, hopefully that's the context that makes these questions make sense. Okay, great. <laughs> All right. Well, here is our first question. It is this: When is it not gossip to go to the pastors about a brother or sister in Christ?
1: Well, I think that question probably comes from I gave an illustration in the message saying if someone comes to me. And is gossiping about my—I was saying my physical brother. If you're coming and telling me something about my physical brother, I'm gonna—you know—go talk to him. Uh, if you're slandering my. Two blood sisters, I'm going to say, what are you doing? I was trying to make the point that just as we would have the back of our siblings in our human family, mm-hmm. uh, so we should treat communication in the church in a similar way. So since I gave that illustration, I'm guessing someone's saying, okay, so when is it good to come to you if you're speaking not as a blood brother, but as a pastor. When, when is it uh, okay? Uh, when is it not gossip? This is a, th- I think this is a really good good question. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that, I, I'm not gonna be able to cover all the uh, all the questions, but let me give you, uh, all the scenarios, but let me give you a, a filter about how to think about that. One for me is that motive certainly matters. Why are you communicating this? Yeah. You, you've got some piece of information that relates to some person, why uh, are you sharing that uh, with a pastor? That, yeah. That'd be the first question. What's the motive? What do you hope to accomplish by communicating this? Now, typically, if someone comes to me with a concern about another person uh, who's in our church, uh, I'm my typical response would be like, like yours or anyone else would be, our response should be, please go and communicate that to that person. I'm not that person. So please go and tell it to that person, because that would be the appropriate place to have communication. Um, But there can be times when I think it's appropriate, and you can take this out of the church and think of other scenarios, where I think it's appropriate to speak with a leader or a person responsible about Another person. I mean, that, that happens in a, can happen in a healthy and a good way in the work environment. There's times sure. you have to need to speak to someone in management um, about a concern that you yeah. have uh, for someone's safety or well-being or whatever it might be. Um, so I think it can be appropriate. Uh, here's a couple of quick ones where I think it's appropriate, uh, situations I've been involved in. One is um, maybe you trust your pastor to give you advice about a situation that you're in, uh, maybe even a conflict. Um, I think at times it can be appropriate to go and get advice without naming the person or the situation if, if you're certain the pastor doesn't know about it. I think it's some people come to say, hey, I don't want to get in the details of who this is, but there's, you know, I'm having a conflict with someone who, you know, is is thinking I did this, but I didn't do that. What should I do? Well, that wasn't gossip. I don't know anything about what you're talking. I got a case study and I'm going to say, well, I don't know the details and I don't know the person, but this is what I recommend you do. So there's some ways to get a counsel help. without naming a person. Um, I would say you might, uh, if you're a leader in the church, if you're a person who's tasked with caring for other people, then it is actually appropriate uh, to go to a pastor if you need help, Mm. Uh, caring for someone, uh, advising someone, confronting someone, maybe even encouraging someone in some situations, you don't know how to do it. Yeah. And so if you, and we tell our leaders this, so if you are in a leadership role where you are responsible for people and people are looking to you to care for them, you're serving alongside the pastors in a way, you know, there's, there's sort of a delegated kind of Authority that is uh, pastoral care, mm-hmm. I would say, that's given to someone who's a community group leader, a yeah. re-engaged leader, uh, someone who's in a role, uh, all leadership roles are valuable, but some roles are really caring for people's lives, you know, it, caring for their soul, soul care, we call yeah. that. So if you're in a role like that and you and, and and I would tell someone like that, you never receive something from someone and says, who's, if says, hey, would you keep what I'm going to share with you confidential? Uh, I think you say, well, I, I probably won't tell anybody, but I have to be able to tell someone. First of all, if you tell me you're going to harm yourself or someone else, I need to go to the authorities, perhaps, if there's yeah. some, you're a danger. Right. Um, or if you're telling me uh, you've got a really complex situation, if I have to be able to talk to a pastor, to know how to help you, I cut myself off from any kind of counsel or help if I promise to keep this secret, so to speak. Yeah. So I think we tell leaders, look, if you're in that situation and you, you it's beyond your ability, beyond your ability to help someone, uh, you feel like, man, this one's above my pay grade, so to speak. Just know that if you send them to us, we're going to feel it's above our pay grade as well. But <laughs> but there's a responsibility we have that you don't have yeah. as a leader. So that's one thing I would say, if you're a leader, um, you should have the freedom to draw in a pastor for help in helping someone. And that means divulging some details of their life. That's uh, That's appropriate. I will say this, that I don't find our leaders do that very often. It's not necessary. They don't come to the pastors and say, here's what everybody in the community group shared. I mean, we don't have time. They don't have time. We don't have time. Nobody has time to go into every detail, (laughs) but it's just the real high. Here's something really special that happened in the group. They may share that. Or they may share, here's a situation, I want to help someone and I don't know how. Uh, I think another place to go to a pastor if you're not a leader is if uh, someone, this has happened before, someone you know really needs help or care and the pastors are unaware of that. So Mm. we're to shepherd, comfort, care, help. So, you know, and again, motive matters. Are you trying to help? Are you really concerned? But, you know, to go to a pastor and say, hey, you may not know this, but this family that's, uh, you know, they're out of work. Probably what you don't know if they haven't told you is their electricity is getting cut off in a week. OK, mm. well, we would want to help. Yeah. We would want to help with that situation. So your motive is not saying, wow, he didn't have a job. And right. so I'm going to criticize him. Your motive is to help. Or um, let's say in re-engage one night, um, the, someone in the group says, hey, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I just moved out. We just, I moved out from my, uh, no longer live with my spouse as of yesterday. Um, okay, what stays, what's shared in the group stays in the group, in the reengage group. But that part, that reengage leader is going to probably go, wow, this, what do I do with this data? It's going to probably ask a pastor, should ask uh, Caleb, say, hey, this couple's not living together anymore. No one knew this until tonight. Mm. It's an emergency, it's a crisis. Can you, can we help them? Yeah. So that if your motive is to help, you're not gossiping. You're not. Uh, you're not trying to tear down. You're not sharing some salacious detail of someone's life. You're not right. judging them and passing it on. You are sharing information with a pastor who can then uh, instruct you, help you to know how to help in the situation. Yeah. Um, and then, in some cases, step in and help himself, whatever Mm -hmm. he needs to do. So sometimes people, a lot of things that people will share with me, I, I don't, there's nothing to do about it. I'm just, Hey, here's, here's what I think uh, you could do to help in that situation. Just trying to reflect back to a person. Um, But this probably doesn't happen nearly as much as people think. It's not like folks are coming to us and telling us um, somebody's business. That really doesn't happen except, except I think our church is excellent in this area, except where there's a real need. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, Any yeah. clarification? Because this is an important one. I don't want people to think the pastors are sitting around hearing stuff about people all the time. But I do want people to think the pastors are available in a crisis or in a yeah. real situation yeah. to help folks in their time of need and to help people help people. Yeah, uh, for sure. And so, you know, it, we're. It, 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 I hope that I hope that makes sense. Yeah,
0: I think it does. I mean, because where I kind of thought about it too was, you know, the Matthew 18 thing where yeah, Jesus yeah. is saying, you know, if if someone sins against you, go and talk to them. You go to it. them. Don't, Don't go to someone else. You know, if it's, if it's some, you know, if it's a personal matter and you feel like there's a spiritual, you know, side to it, still go talk to the person. And then there may be an opportunity if let's say there is, maybe you're concerned like, hey, uh," I I would just say there's a similar principle of like, you know, Accountability and stuff like yeah. that. If you want to go to someone and just say, like, hey, I know we've been talking about this or or you said you struggle with this. Well, I saw you doing that. And yeah, you, sure. you know, I was just concerned about that and just sure. wanted to Yeah, I didn't know if you realized that or, or whatever it might be, but you're sure. going to them and just kinda, you know, trying to help them you know come to a place of repentance yeah. or realize their fault, that kind of thing, uh, with a heart of love, a heart of compassion right. and you know, uh that kind of thing. And they reject that. Well, a biblical principle is to go draw and, someone you else. Know, in. Draw someone maybe yeah. it's another person in the community group, yeah, yeah. maybe it's your community group leader, yeah. um, one of their friends, exactly. But I think you know the the idea is it escalates to uh, pastors get involved, you know, exactly. So I think there's a healthy kind of escalation, but it, it starts small. It starts absolutely. just you and the person. Um, so
1: yeah, that's good. I wasn't even when I heard that question, I wasn't even thinking the church discipline situation, but necessarily. But that is yeah, absolutely. That would be a case uh, a case for sure. And sometimes if someone does, that's kind of the first thing I said. If someone does come to me and say, hey. I kind of got a problem with so-and-so, then I'm ultimately, I'm not just saying go, go tell so-and-so right now. I'm saying, okay, how can you bring that to them? Yeah. And maybe holding them accountable. Hey, did yeah. you, okay, I'll ask next week and mm-hmm. see, did you talk to them? That's good. And, um, or, uh, you know, also If it's something that maybe someone has an offense with me, then um, I would say, why don't you go to that person and and bring the, tell them you'll come with them to come talk to me. Make it easy. Let's get them to me and uh, let's talk about it. Let's work something out. If we've got, let's, let's uh, peacemake if we've got an issue. That's really good. So, yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. I think
0: that's the other side of it too is just, you know, you or any of the other pastors aren't going to say, nope, stop. Don't, don't, don't say words to, you know, you have to go talk to them first. If you, if you say any uh, any words to me about it, you know, it's more so, you know, that might be an opportunity for you to just say like, hey, well, biblically, this is what you need yeah. to do. How can I help you do that? Yeah, how can I help um, you do that? So. And I
1: may I may certainly not let them share unnecessary details and sure. say, hey, you right. need to talk with them. Most people are very careful about yes. that. Though. Most people I talk to are like, hey, I don't even know if I should say anything. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So um, then I can quickly get to, well, if you're concerned about telling me and not telling them, I'm going to send you to mm-hmm. them. But this happens all the time. This isn't just with pastors. This happens with people talking to one another in the yeah. church. And so the goal is let's send yeah. them back. And if we need help, let's bring in help. Yeah,
0: that's good. Well, thanks for uh, addressing that question. Sure, really good question. Uh, Question number two: How do we fight back against our cultural influences that push us towards individualism?
1: Well, we did talk about that family versus individual cultures, and we live in one that um, that is highly individualistic, as opposed to the culture of the Scripture or the culture of so much of the world today. Much much of the world is non the non Western world is still much oftentimes uh, centered around strong group mentality rather than just building up the individual. There's strengths and weaknesses to both mindsets. Neither, mm-hmm. neither one of them is perfect. But in terms of fighting off ours, I, you know, this is the Sunday school answer, but, uh, and I say that that's, that's pejorative Sunday school is wonderful. But I mean, when, oftentimes when we say Sunday school answer, we mean the answer that is oftentimes feels like you just, someone told you that in Sunday school. So you just spout it off, um, I think we have to soak our mind in the scripture. That's the yeah. answer. We have to, you know, uh, Romans 12, we looked at recently, but we have to have our mind transformed, yeah. you know, the that's, renewing that's of our minds by the word of God. And yeah. so if I don't have new data coming into my mind, uh, then I will not, uh, my mind will not be changed. And so mm-hmm. a couple of key places, one is just studying the life of Christ. You know, if it, that, that does you know that does wonders take up the idea of taking up my cross and following another does wonders to limit individualism yeah. <laughs> you know radical sinful individualism i mean we believe in individuals for sure, sure but i'm talking about a radical individualism where the the individual is more important than anything else yeah. um another one would be um uh Studying the one another's. I don't often recommend Google uh, for Bible study, but I tried this today, so I'm recommending this one. Uh, But if you Google one another's New Testament or something Mm -hmm. like that, one another's Bible, you can get several. You can even get like a graphic display of them, but you can get printouts. uh, uh, Numbers of sites will give you all the verses that say one another in the New Testament. Yeah. When you start reading those, you start realizing, oh, the Christian life is not about... The Christian life is ultimately about me loving another, bearing another's burdens, Mm. weeping and and rejoicing with another. Uh, All of the one another's, and I forget the number if there's 50 of them or whatever it is, but just to go through and do a study, reading all of those and thinking about those is, okay, I am a Christian to live out my life for the good of others. Mm-hmm. Another one that I, I I try to do some is, is or try to do regularly is, and I do some, that's a better way to say it, but uh, is to pray for groups that you're a part of. So not just your life. My prayer life shouldn't just be, you know, here's me, and God bless me, and here's my burden, and here's my concern. That yeah. is part of my prayer life. Mm-hmm. But what are the? Where has God placed me in groups so that I'm praying for the health not only of me, but uh, my family, yeah. uh, my work? That's a group. You, you may serve on a team, uh, in a team in, in your job. Do you pray for your team? Do you think about? Because here's what I find. I find that my heart follows my prayers. Hmm. Sometimes my heart is the springboard for my prayers I'm hurting and I pray. But other times if I pray for someone my heart changes towards them. Yeah. And if you pray for your team at work, your attitude is going to change. God does that. He gives you a burden for the group. He gives you a burden for others. So I would say that kind of thing. Where are you where do you have a group? Your small group, your community group, your church. So where are the places that you're knit with others so that you, your, your extended family, your, your uh, nuclear family, where are the places that you can pray uh, for the places that you're a part of asking God to help you have a heart to make a contribution for the good of that? group. yeah. So I think that's one. And then I would just say involving others in your life. The way to put a death knell to individualism is to live a communal life and involve Mm -hmm. others. And that could be everything from having people in your home to uh, connecting with others. Two things that have helped me are seeing other people as a means to growth. One of the things that's helped me, I'll just say not to, I'll do one to move along here. But one thing that's helped me has been to include other people in, in the decisions that I or Ginger and I make, mm. uh, to get to, so that I'm not just thinking, because I, if, if it's just me making a decision, I'm going to always have, i mean always think about myself typically. Yeah. If it's our mayor, if it's the two of us, Ginger and I make a decision, you, you know, hopefully I'll consider her and we'll make a decision. We make a decision together. We make decisions together. I don't just make them or she doesn't just make them, but we make them together. Yeah. Um, but I find that when I involve others, there's a knitting there. When you go to someone and ask for help, counsel, advice, uh, it, it it's a way to put yourself uh, in community uh, in a way that's very helpful. We don't mandate this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a mandated thing in the '70s. There was a movement called the shepherding movement, where it, in the charismatic church, largely, where you had to get permission from other. Well, these I don't know what all happened. I wasn't in it, but you you kind of had to have <coughs> you had to run all your decisions by a spiritual mentor or overseer Mm -hmm. or something like that. So it really had a cultic overtone. I am not talking about something like that. Yeah. But recently I had a financial decision and uh, Ginger and I talked about it and and I thought I knew what we should do, but I wasn't sure. So I went to someone that I trust in the church and not someone who's a professional financial advisor, but a person that's wise that I trust. And I said, look, here is a decision I'm making. Do you think this is good? is this good? Is this wise? Is this the right thing to do? And I just went out there and I put the numbers to it. Here's the numbers. Mm. Um, you know, and so I'm talking personally about my, my numbers, uh, which is personal. (laughs) Don't don't share your numbers. Uh, so anyway, (laughs) and then the person gave me counsel on it. So, but that's a way that that's just one little illustration. I think I made a better decision because of that. The Lord gave me wisdom through this other person, but, but ultimately that's saying, Hey, I'm not just an individual. I'm in a community. So I'm going to, how can someone help me grow, confess sin, ask for help, ask for prayer, accountability, or I just gave a different kind of illustration, asking for uh, help and again that's not something mandated in the church tr- you got, we all got to make our own choices for that we don't yeah. tell you hey talk to people about this that or other you we just got to know before the lord lord i i want to live in a way that honors um you and blesses others and i'm not just it's not just me it's my family it's my work it's my neighborhood my small group my church i'm a part of all these groups how can i live in a way for the good of others in the group and not just for me and i think that's the way you you in some ways, break out of it's all about me.
0: Yeah, that's good. Awesome. Uh, question number three, as members of one family, where do we draw the line between welcoming others' different theologies and confronting heresy? Between orthopraxy and unrepentant sin, uh, do those lines fall differently within our local church body, broader den- uh, denomination, and between denominations?
1: Yeah, this an- another very thoughtful question. I think the person's... Saying, if I understand the question, um, okay, well, you talked about us being a family. So where is the tolerance for, uh, how tolerant are we of different beliefs within the family? And how do we relate to people who are... in other families, other right. small individual families. Yeah. Um, but they're kind of a part of the extended family for mm-hmm. all the big, one big family. So h- how do we do that? And the way I've tried to think about this is there's kind of concentric circles, you know, like a, the, um, like a target. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. There are concentric circles where there needs to be agreement. Let's take the local church for instance. <clears throat> so, in our church, when we think about doctrinal belief, this person asked between belief and uh, heresy, orthopraxy and unrepentance, and lines falling differently. So, um, I, I'm going to ask. I'm going to answer a little bit of a question they're not asking, and then I'm going to answer what I think they are asking. But I think there's degrees of agreement. So, in the church. Um, the, those who have responsibilities to teach the church in an in a in an elder pastoral sort of way, I think there needs to be the tightest agreement. I would put yeah. that in the bullseye of a, the agreement bullseye. Yeah. <clears throat> now, other people may be in that same bullseye. There may be a lot of people in the church say we believe exactly like our pastors, but that's not required. Yeah. What's required is that you don't hear one Sunday a pastor get up and teach uh, all the spiritual gifts. Uh, or not, some of the spiritual gifts died with the last apostle in the in the closing of the canon. And the next guy get up and say, "I want to teach you on prophecy," and we're going to practice at the end of the sermon. People don't know <laughs> what to do. See, you yeah. have to. There's certain things you have to have a a viewpoint on. Yeah. So there has to be agreement in the teaching. Uh, you know, you can't have one person baptizing an infant one week and immersing them right. uh, in a bully or the next. So there has to be some agreement. The next circle out, I would say, is those who may not be in the teaching office of the church, but are leaders with sort of teaching, counseling uh, influence. So that would be something like I mentioned earlier, community group leader. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so are they more special? Absolutely not than anybody else. No, but if they're going to be serving the church, they're going to be unity in the church, they need to be closer. They may have differences with the elders, but they need to be closer in their viewpoint. Yeah. And probably if they're leading a group and they know they have a, ra- a real different view than the elders, they should probably state that. And I've had people do that with me and we've said, Hey, that's not a problem to have a different yeah. view on that one. If I teach something and you have a different view, uh, you know, can you, can you be supportive without tearing it can, without being yeah. divisive? Yeah. I, at times I've said, I don't even care if you share your different view, but can you do that in a way that's not divisive? Right. So, um, <clears throat> That would be the next circle. The next circle out would be, I think, leaders who have roles but aren't teaching counseling. So they have administrative leadership roles in the church. Uh, I don't think it's as important that someone agree as much on Mm -hmm. everything because they're not teaching, so to speak, or or even directly caring for souls. They're more uh, doing admin roles, which are huge. And then I would say the broader one would be church members. So all of those are... um, Uh, All of those are important, but the farther you get from, I think, sort of teaching the doctrine of the church, I think the less important it is that there be agreement across the board. And then at the end of the circle, at members, uh, for people are going to draw lines in different places. What's that outside circle of the target? You know. Um, But I would say for us, you know, uh, there usually when somebody has a different view on something that's important to us, I often if it's not. Um, heresy, you know. I, I often ask, "Can you uh, are you gonna be able to be a part of this church without us chafing your conscience and without you? Yeah. Can you be supportive and not divisive?" Yeah. And then I think the other question is, "What's orthodox and what's not?" So when I think about, so the ultimates, um, we can partner with other churches, other believers, fellowship, join them in various kinds of things, mission, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Uh, that if they're orthodox, right. um, and so orthodoxy would be. Um, kind of holding to the historic doctrines of what makes a Christian really a Christian. So, you know, historic creeds like the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Mm -hmm. Creed, we can't be in fellowship, in mission with people that deny the deity of Christ or, you know, uh, don't don't agree with historic doctrine of the Trinity or something like that or the substitutionary atonement that Jesus Mm -hmm. died for our sins. Yeah. So, um, you know, those are, uh, the line of heresy is there and uh, for us to not ultimately be, in line with other, uh, other groups or that, that sort of stuff. Um, so I, I think that's, we're happy to partner with people that believe the gospel. And, and I've got one of the really exciting things that's the past few years for me has just been getting to know some of the other pastors in our city. I mentioned this Sunday, um, but who we don't agree. I had lunch with somebody last week, um, a pastor in the city. And we would not agree on probably numbers of things. And it mm. came up a little bit lightly, uh, you know, wasn't, we weren't debating a topic, but just like, Hey, sure. oh yeah, well, yeah, I, I see it differently on that or whatever. But, uh, they, there's a, we both love the Lord and believe yeah. his word and are teaching his word. And, I, and I was there at that meeting, uh, at that lunch to ask him questions so I could learn, uh, because mm. there's a lot that I have to learn from him, even though we don't agree on numbers of things. Um, so I think we have to posture ourselves as, um. Not the authorities, but those who have a lot to learn uh, yeah. as well. That's good. I don't know if that makes sense. i Yeah, like, I think it does. I'm feeling like, I'm sure. not sure I'm hitting that, the exact questions, but you know, one other way, Jared, on this is we've talked about the open hand and the closed hand. Mm-hmm. So the closed hand is things that we cannot, yeah. they're, they're closed. They're not, they're not open for discussion. Yeah, that's right. Open hands, we can differ. You and I talked, we don't usually talk about the podcast in detail, but we did on this one a little bit. Yeah. And you mentioned like eschatology for our church yeah. would be in the open hand. Yeah. So the closed hand would be Jesus is returning. If you don't that's believe right. he's returning, ugh, I, then we're not going to yeah. be able to agree yeah. because that's historic Christian faith. For sure. But when is he returning? What's the nature of the millennium? Yeah. Uh, you know these kinds of things. There's uh, there's differences there, and so we, mm-hmm. we we you can be a member of this church. Our view is you can be a member of this church um, and have a different eschatological view than than I do or the, yeah. that you do. Um, the thing that'd be hard to be a member of this church is if your eschatology is in the closed hand. It's not for us. So you may not like it here, because <laughs> we you may you may not like it here. Yeah. But you're welcome here.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's that's helpful. And it's it's certainly wise to think through for potential you know people looking at membership mm-hmm. in the church and whatnot. I mean, because spiritually we're called to be in you know submitted to our spiritual authority yeah. in in unity, obviously with the teaching of our elders and stuff. Uh, and so it's one thing if you say like you know I disagree with this and that, but sure. I can but we can still be on the same team. I'm not going to be you know sure. you know tearing you guys down and, you know, Absolutely. saying like, Hey, the elders are all wrong about yeah, something right. or anything like right. that. Um, but it is helpful to ask, you know, is this a place that I can fully express my beliefs on certain things? Is yeah. that going to be hard for me? Yeah. Um, because I could see certain things being difficult for, you know, depending on how, how, you know, close to the closed hand they hold something. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong about that. I think it, it just can cause potential problems of unity in yeah. particular, you know, bodies. But if someone's really passionate about their eschatology, then it might be wiser to just find the right place for that. You if, know, that's right,
1: a va- if that's a really big issue for you, yeah. right? It's not, it's it's sometimes it's not the doctrine right. itself that separates us, but the accent placed on that yeah. doctrine. So yeah. you might say, yeah, I can be in a church that believes in the gifts, yeah. but I can't believe in a church that, that focuses on them to that degree, sure, you know, and yeah. so uh, I think I'll yeah. tap out and find another church. Yeah,
0: for sure. One thing that I've been struck by, uh, and this is something I've discussed with Chauncey quite a bit, and for those of you who don't know Chauncey, he's one of our you know, African-American brothers here at the church, and uh, he's expressed just his background is so different from many of ours. Yeah. Um, and so uh, one of the funny things he he kind of jabs me about is like, I'm such a typical white guy. I'm constantly wearing fl- like plaid flannel shirts. You are, shirts. man. It's like my signature here at the church, but he'll, he'll always come up and be like, like, Hey, Sir Plaid, how are you? Nice. That kind of thing. But it's, it's so funny, like, cause there's those, those issues that aren't a big deal at all, but they right. are differences. They're differences. Um, yeah. and so I think it's just kind of going back to your sermon of just saying like, you know, the scripture calls us to brotherly love, to be in unity together, despite yeah. some of these differences. And so, uh, the flip side of saying I'm really passionate about a particular issue or of maybe theology or something yeah. like that is to maybe ask the question like, you know, is my passion, you know, causing you know, disunity between me and my brothers and sisters in Christ in an unhealthy way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So
0: that could be a flip side of how to think through it as well.
1: That's really good. And I think, you know, a lot of disunity doesn't really come from uh, a core doctrine in an evangelical church. It often comes—now, you made a kind of a funny thing about— White guys in plaid, I guess, but uh, but, uh, but the reality is, it's often practices. It's mm. it's how we practice something, and so someone can say, okay, um, you could have two people that say, okay, I hold to a complementarian view of yeah. uh, the relationship of men and women in a marriage, but there's a there's a significant spectrum on how people practice and walk that out, yeah. and so you could say, wow, th- my way is the way to do it. And somebody else says, wow, that's too loose for me. No, my way is more, we're a little more structured and how we walk that out. and you go, wow, that's legalist, you know? So it's, it's the difference in what is our principle and how are we practicing it is a place where really hinders, uh, can really hinder unity, I think
0: as well. Yeah. So, yeah, well, that, that was a good discussion on that. That's a good question. All right. Well, our last question, uh, Is actually a longer question, so I'm just going to read kind of the main section of it. Okay. uh, And we'll touch on that. That'll be good. Uh, Here it is. My question is, if the people in church matter more than the worship music, then why are the announcements uh, being, you know, about where people gather or having opportunities to gather? Yeah. Why are the announcements made before most people even get there? Whoa. There you go. I I, like that that, question. That sounds like a call out to uh, to people who are... uh, you know, yeah. habitually late maybe? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> is that too harsh? <laughs> or,
1: or a call out to the pastors, I don't know, for, for where they're making them. No, I've I received this, the questions, and it's a really good one. Yeah. Um, I think the context of the quote, I read a quote a couple times in the, in the longer version of that question, which you just condensed, did say, hey, there was a quote about uh, people matter more than music. Right. You know, when you're looking for, if the church is a family. Kind of the quote had to do with, Um, when you're thinking about a church, think about knowing people's name. A church where people know names is more important than what style the music is. And so the idea was... Um, and I want to answer this person's question, uh, his or her question about the uh, announcements. But yeah. uh, but the, the point was, hey, if church is a family, you know what? We could probably have a differing view on what music style and instrumentation and some of those kinds of things. There may be some differences on that. But we definitely want to be a part about where people are personal, where ministry is personal mm. and not... You may have cool songs, hot music, uh, but is there personal ministry going on? And it was just a picture to say, oftentimes we can say, okay, the quote also said, it's not just finding a church where you like the preaching and music, but it's like you want to be a part of that family. Yeah. So that's really important. So this person's asking a good question because they're saying, you know, family life uh, and people what we do together is shared in the announcement. So why is that at the beginning when very few people are there? Um, now, Another question might be: Is why are very few people there? But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so I think I would encourage everybody to make an effort to be there. I, I do want to call myself out, or no, I want to justify myself. That's okay. That's, yeah, uh, there that yeah, that sounds go. biblical, doesn't it? Isn't there yeah. a verse on that? Justify yourself. <laughs> I I'm always there at the first service. The second service, I come in after the announcements frequently. Um, so I'm not I'm not there at the beginning. Um, now I know them. I help shape them, form them. Uh, <laughs> out, it, of,
0: it, out of nothing? In
1: their mother's womb. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, you know, I know them, but it, sometimes I've, war- I've struggled with my own example walking in at some points, but uh, I have to get my, some vocal rest and a mm-hmm. little bit of clearing my head between services. So normally I'm in at the second service at the beginning. If I've yep. had extended conversations, oh, and other things, I stretch. This sounds so funny. I stretch between services. Do you really? To Italian pop music. Oh, no, no, no. so good. No, I, I have a back <laughs> issue. And so I live. I actually stretch, come up here in the uh, upstairs, not in this room, but I do stretch up in this upstairs. And uh, so sometimes if I have a long conversation, I don't get to do that because otherwise my back's hurting at the end of the second service. Yeah. So I come in late. I know what that's like uh, myself for those, uh, for various reasons. But all if you're not having to stretch to Italian music, then we ask you, one thing is to be there on time, but we frequently don't have folks there. And so we yeah. made a decision and uh, this isn't permanent it may not be permanent we may change our announcements again i don't know you know th- there's nothing sacred about where the announcements are so mm-hmm. uh But we realized fewer people are there at the beginning. So we thought let's communicate to the church something at the beginning that they will be getting in full in an email on Tuesday and can find out about social, the announcements come in an email on Tuesday and they can find out about us through social media. So what we communicate there, sometimes you get more vision and heart if there's a testimony, but the details you get in an email. What you don't get in an email on Tuesday is God speaking to us at the very beginning through his word, through the call to worship. Mm So we have we, the, the service, the uh, singing time starts with a call to worship. God speaks to us before we speak to him. Yeah. And so we have a scripture that's read. Sometimes we read it together or sometimes we even read it responsively. Mm-hmm. usually Rob or whomever just reads it. And then we start singing in response to that. So we thought if somebody is going to come in a little bit late and miss something in the service, we'd rather them miss hearing about an event than we would have them miss the call to worship and the first song because that's not recaptured. It's not recorded. The sermon's recorded, but that's not recorded or anything like that. And we're not going to record and distribute it, distribute it, um, I don't think we can music wise for copyright as well, but, but yeah, you, yeah. you can tell me if that's true or not. But anyway, so, uh, but we're not going to you're going to miss that. That's gone. It's never, that, that, mm-hmm. that call to worship and that first song is never happening again. Those announcements, uh, there may even be a table outside where you can get the announcement, you know, whatever we announce may be happening at a table outside. Yeah. Um, but for sure on Tuesday, you get an email with all the announcements. Mm-hmm. So we just felt like if you're going to miss something, you don't really miss, you can get the announcement. Now, having said that, I wouldn't say just check out and read your email. I would say be there on time, ready to go. Yeah. And I would say also we frequently have someone else, we'll have a testimony or someone make an announcement. I mean, we just not too long ago had an announcement for Grief Share.
0: Oh, my goodness. And
1: it was one of the most moving parts of the whole service. It was so good. Yeah. Just to hear about a personal experience of walking through the loss of a spouse and how Grief Share, uh, it was Connie, how it ministered. Yeah uh, to her. So that was powerful. So oh, you, if, was. You, if you just saw the email, Hey, grief share starting, you would have missed a moment in the yeah. service, but yeah, that, that's sure. all that. Does
0: that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It, it really does. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think there's so much lost if we're just looking at details on a screen because, uh, you know, the ministries at our church are not merely just, just details. They're, no, they're There's stories of, yeah. you know, the gospel coming into contact yeah. with our lives through different, different ways, right. different contexts, uh, different focuses for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we've got re-engage, which is yeah. about marriages. That's about the gospel coming into contact with your marriage. Um, we have reframe. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's about the gospel in all of life. Yes. How do we how do we see the world and how do we live our lives and live right. in life of the gospel? We have Alpha. Yeah. Um. You know, these aren't just details, but these are potentially life changing things right. uh, that are taking place within our church body. We want to be aware of, you know, how is God working in this person's life and that person's life Mm -hmm. through, you know, through just the, the life of grace church. And so, um, my encouragement would be, you know, it's tempting to see announcements as just kind of the not important part. You know, yeah. I'm just going to check my kids in and, sure, you sure. know, oh, Rob's still up there doing the announcements. Sure, sure. Okay. I've got time yeah. to go to the bathroom yeah, and grab yeah. coffee and whatnot. Um, but you're missing, you know, kind of going back to what you were saying on Sunday, church is family. Like, yeah. this is what's going that on That was the in person's question. Yeah. That, that's
1: what the person was saying. Hey, this yeah, is important. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And so I guess this is maybe an appeal to, to the other listeners of, yeah. you know, if if you're making a habit of missing that time or you're seeing it as, uh, you know, a secondary time, like, right. Or, you know, this is a, this is a time buffer I have, right, in the right, right. you know, for running late, it's okay. Announcements are going on. Right. Um, I'd encourage you not to see it that way, to, to see it as a time that this is helping you understand what's going on in the life of the body. Even if it's not specifically something you're going to be attending or something right. that specifically affects you. I mean, um, you know, many of us give funds to yeah. the teens who go on missions trips yeah, yeah. And, and do different events. Um, you know, don't you want to be there to see what's going on in their right. life? Don't right. you want to see what's going on? Um, you know, or, or, Or we might do a recap video. I mean, we we showed a recap of Rise Up Weekend uh, in the announcements. If you weren't there, yeah. And if you weren't there, you didn't get to see what God was doing this whole weekend with the the students. And so, um, again, you know, it's not a video every single week. And, you know, hopefully you're not just there to see videos. But, um, yeah, just my encouragement would be... Try and reframe the way you're viewing the announcements yeah. as, as a window into what God is doing in our church family, all, all of us.
1: Yeah, I, I think that you said that much stronger than I did. Actually, your answer was far better than mine. <laughs> I think that's right. Uh, and I also think that, you know, we are a family. So your point about, hey, I don't have teenagers, you, neither you nor I, I, I had them, I don't anymore, but you, we don't have teenagers but what happens with the students matters mm-hmm. to us because we're a family. And, um, you know, the other thing is to know what's going on in the church um uh, allows you to connect with others and invite them. Maybe yeah. you're not in that. You don't have to know all the details of what the students do, but you know what it is and yeah. generally when it is and who leads it. Yeah. You get that from the announcements um, so. or grief share. If, mm-hmm. if if you didn't know about that, didn't hear that. When I heard that story, I was motivated. Okay, who do I know that I could invite to that? Yeah. Uh, same with Alpha. Yeah. If you don't know when it is or what it is, then you meet someone who ask about, well, I don't really know much about my, I'm, I go there on Sundays, but I don't really know. So it isn't, yeah. it is, it casts for you to know other ministries and what's going on in the family so that you can pray. Yeah, exactly. So that you can support, so that you can encourage, and yeah, so that you good. can invite. That's good. Um, so I want to know what, mm-hmm. what's happening in my that's church really so good. when I, I can someone's inviting say, hey, here's the life of God in our church. We'd love to yeah have you, um, you know, to that. So, yeah. uh, and so I, I, guess I didn't mean to say ultimately that, uh, to rank things in importance. I didn't sure. mean to do that at all, but, um, no, you, I did, you didn't I did, sound like that. either. No, I was just ranking what, what can't, what is not captured at all. And yeah. to your point, What's captured on Tuesday in an email, not as well, but is captured to some degree. At oh, least for the sure. Details, yeah.
0: yeah, for sure. No, no, no. I, I didn't mean to say that in a way of like, sure. kind of, you know, changing what you had said. I, I thought what you had uh, said was really good. Can, can we just leave uh, people with kind of an action item, I think? In, Let's or, do it. Or, what's or, the uh, action item? I think something that we could begin practicing just privately, you know, in our own phones. We've got a calendar and everything going on. Uh, and you mentioned it, you know even if the even if the event isn't affecting us it's something to pray for yeah for you sure you know and, and one thing coming up next month is the the women's conference yes you know for all of us men we're going to be staying home with yeah. our kid, with the kids right, right, right. and sending our wives or or maybe you know you're a student or maybe yeah. you're not married and so you're just a dude who's just going to be a, you know it's a it's a weekend i'm going right. to be you know Doing go you eat did. a steak or something there like you, that i don't nice. know whatever it is Yeah. you know i'm I, i'm thinking the best of people yeah, yeah. they're going to be yeah. eating yeah. steak yeah there you go um put it in your calendar and just you know take a few minutes yeah. and and pray for it. Pray for that event. Pray for the women mm-hmm. that are attending. Pray for the people that are organizing it. You know, pray that God would move powerfully in that. Um, and I think that's a way that we can kind of train ourselves to engage with the announcements in a way that's kind of giving us a picture into, um, you know, gospel opportunities that are taking place on the calendar of, yeah. our, of our church. So. I love
1: that. Yeah, that that is, that is very strong. The dates on that are Friday, the 27th of March and Saturday, the
0: 28th. Yeah. And we'll be uh, we'll be posting more on that. Yeah, there will yeah. be more to come on that. Yeah, for sure, that's great. So.
1: Well, that that's really that's really good, and that's part of being family. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not a woman, but that event matters to me because it matters to our family. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, so sure. and that's somebody said the individualistic thing. How do you get away from individualism? Well, you join you 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 take the burden and the opportunities and the joys uh, of the family and make them that your own. Yeah. And so that's a great example you're giving the, the women's conference, the youth, uh, mission trip, but you know, it, did you get Krispy Kreme on Sunday? You <laughs> know, kind <of> spot, <laughs> yeah. Any Anytime I can serve someone by eating donuts and bless them and help, the, help for any the cause time. of the gospel. How rare those opportunities are. How often do you get, eat a donut for Jesus and send a kid to camp? Exactly. I, th- I'm about that kind of ministry. That is good. But so <laughs> in, anyway, those kinds of things we need to, uh, you know, When we say I'm a part of a family, it means those things that are happening matter yeah. to me because they matter to the Lord Absolutely. and because they matter to those who are participating yeah. and those who are participating matter. So, oh, that's, so uh, good. that's a good family connection to wrap it up. I never thought we'd get there. This We covered a lot of stuff t- today. We went from man, uh, skillets it, to yeah. Carmen to Italian pop to yeah. uh, to all kinds of stuff. And I'm still
0: a- craving spaghetti. That's yeah, good. you are.
1: Yeah, it, it, <laughs> oh, man.
0: Man, thank and you, you, and
1: you, Matt, and you, and you uh, uh, were able to
0: insult all our Italian listeners by, by, <laughs> oh my gosh. By, by I hope not. No, <laughs> I'm so sorry. If you listen to this and, and I, anything Please. I said was offensive to you, I am so sorry. Yeah, that was are. not my intention. Yeah. And, and don't
1: come to a pastor and tell them. Go directly to the Just come straight to Jared. me. Come yeah, to Jared. Let's
0: let's deal with this biblically. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, awesome, man. man. Well, thank you so much for your time and answering these questions, and thank you to our listeners, and thank you for the people who submitted questions. Always appreciate it, and uh, we will. We'll see you again next time. Thanks. Bye-bye.